hey, just Rebirth, in case. Rebirth has been like four years now, and they've they've just now canceling only two books, but everything else has maintained the same numbering. Really, it's been four years since Rebirth. No, it's been two years max. Uh, you know, years. Mm-hmm. What books are they canceling? Uh, they are canceling Superwoman and oh, uh, parent and and Blue Beetle. Eh, Blue Beetle sucked. Yeah, Blue Beetle's not very good. I never read Superwoman. Superwoman was interesting. Like they killed off Lois Lane like right away. Yeah, that basically turned the lot of Lang book. Which was yeah, okay, that's what... but it was weird. You just started sounding strange. Because I'm always sounding strange. No, you sound fine now. Okay. <sighs> All right. You ready to go? Ready, Freddy. Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic and ready for Christmas. Get this Halloween crap out of the way. I Give me some presents. You, hey, Matt, you can make Halloween just like Christmas. You just make them Halloween presents. <gasps> That's a brilliant idea. From now on, we have Halloween presents. They're always candy. I mean, it's... That's the secret, man. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what I mean. Uh, hey, guys. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only Taj Month. Gain access to all of our bonus content. We have someone to thank, Matt. You mean the best people in the world? Good to know. Yep. Daniel Romandia? Romandia? One of those. You have a cool last name. I'm not sure how to say it 100%. But thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Also, uh, before we start, I will be doing Extra Life this year. It's a uh, charity gaming marathon to help Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. It's a good cause. Helps sick kids. On November 4th, I'll be streaming for 24 hours straight. And uh, Just wait till hour I, 23 when his brain starts to stop. I start nodding off, really. In the early, the early hours of the morning, I nod off every time. There's nothing I can do about it. No matter how much caffeine I drink, I start just like playing some game and I'm just like... Uh, just vague, just me, watch me on stream, just nod, and then, oh, 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 I'm awake <laughs> again. Uh, I will be streaming for 24 hours straight, playing video games, trying to raise money for kids. You can donate, go to extra, let's say, for, for extra life, tinyurl.com slash extra life Simpsons. Again, is tinyurl.com slash extra life Simpsons. If you donate $20 or more, you'll be entered into a drawing to guest on a future episode of this very podcast, an episode of your choosing. Sweeten the deal. It's a, I, it's a probably the best thing I can give. Best thing I can offer. It's true. It's it's quite the punishment. I I mean reward. <laughs> so if that interests you, please go donate, and it goes to a great cause. On to this week's episode. It is Miracle on Evergreen Terrace, episode five F O seven. Originally aired December twenty first, nineteen ninety seven. Written by Ron Housh, directed by Bob Anderson. Finished twenty third in the ratings for the week of December. For that week, Nielsen rating of 9.8, approximately 9.6 million viewing households. The second, second highest rate show on Fox that week following King of the Hill. What, what? Was it no was X-Files, X-Files off that week? <laughs> I I presume it was like right before Christmas. I don't you no, know. X-Files is not necessarily a, a, it's not often a Christmas program. You know, it's not, I don't, when I'm in the holiday There are Christmas mind, monsters? That, there have to be. Little goblins that come out to eat you at, at uh, Christmas time, and Mulder and Skelly stop them. Plus, you know, you, uh, isn't the Twilight Zone marathon? Well, that's Thanksgiving, right? I always I forget no when idea. the Twilight Zone. Uh, it doesn't matter. Regardless, second. Chalkboard gag. Rudolph's red nose is not alcohol-related. 
I mean, it's it's probably related to some sort of genetic uh, disorder, but you know, probably not alcoholism. No, I would I I would guess not. Uh, the couch gag: the Simpsons are in a snow globe, and some people and they get shaken up a little bit. There's some snow in there, and Homer likes it. Yeah, shake it up, shake up the Simpsons' lives. Shake it up. That's what they need. You know that song, right, man? That's what you're referring to, right? Yeah, totally. There's yeah, the exactly. song. Yeah. Uh, so guest stars Alex Trebek. As Alex Trebek. <laughs> this is, okay, we'll get to it, but I really like his cameo. No, it's very... Uh, yes, I, I do too, actually. Uh, the episode begins with uh, Marge and Homer shopping on Christmas Eve, because that is when Homer shops for Christmas, because that's... He tells Marge that... people do. I know, I, I get my shopping done really early, and I do it pretty much exclusively online, so don't have to do... Don't they didn't have really to, have that in this this year. Amazon, true. I don't think, wasn't the thing in ninety seven. You don't. There was not much online shopping. No, uh, but Homer loves the thrill of it. Uh, in Matt's notes, Homer steals stuff from other people. That's not technically <laughs> true because they haven't bought it yet. You know, he steals. They, I guess he, they have not bought it, but you know, they they had picked it out to purchase it, and then Homer just stuffed some cash in a register. So we don't know if he paid the correct amount. You know, Matt, Homer's math, it's always good. Yeah, Homer's math and morals always spot on. I don't I, it's a minor thing. I just, it, and it, it's just, a, it's, you know, it's a set tone. This is kind of Misfits Simpsons family episode. It, like, I feel like it, to me, it really felt like a throwback to Simpsons roasting on an open fire. It felt very much like uh, the family of, like, I don't know, for, I think for good and for ill. In, in ways where, the, the, you know, it was the show it has certainly changed a lot since the first episode, but I feel like this episode is going for that same kind of misfit blue collar family thing, you know, scrounging for everything they can get and failing basically. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. I mean, they basically get a whole bunch of presents, lose a whole bunch of presents. And then are scraping the bottom of the barrel, and then everyone hates them. Yeah, well, that's and that is a that's there is I think the, the, I think there is a there is a a difference in tone simply because of the age of the show that they can't avoid. I and I don't you can't really get around that. Um, we see the family preparing for for the holidays for Christmas. Um, Marge has made cookies. Hey kids, I made your favorite cookies. Christmas trees for the girls, and bloody spearheads for Bart. Aw, oh, thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> this year's tree is just perfect. That old aluminum one was so fake. I couldn't agree more. From now on, it's plastic all the way. I'm totally with Marge on that one. Oh, for real. Especially the ones that already have lights built into them. Especially ones yeah. that you can change the colors of. It's like, oh, they they can be any color you want. It's like, all right, that's trees. good. I don't need, yeah, I don't need real trees. I, I have enough cleaning up after five cats and a dog. I don't need pine needles added to that, thanks. <laughs> Do your cats ever try to eat your trees? Your fake uh, trees? They try and knock the ornaments off and rub their faces on the trees. I don't think they've actually tried to eat it yet. Well, yet. guess which one of my cats tries to eat the tree? I'm going to go with Harvey. You're right. How'd you know? They do knock. They <laughs> also no low hanging bulbs. All the bulbs off are, the, are off the top the, half. You can always yeah, tell a cat can... household because all the ornaments are in the top half. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we, they're, they're preparing for the big day and Bart is trying to predict which, what is in, what is in each present. 
Hocus pocus, mucus pucus. My powers of deduction tell me you're getting a handmade sweater, possibly yellow. Mom, make him stop. Bart, put down that yellow sweater. Nobody's going near their presents until seven o'clock tomorrow morning. Seven a.m. No earlier. And you can't set your alarm clocks because I got them. For once, we're going to celebrate Christmas as a family. Hello? Anybody home? Poor Grandpa. Poor Grandpa. And also, come on, Marge. It's tradition that kids run down early in the morning to get presents. I mean, that's that's how it is in every... Like the, you, in every household, the adults are all barely awake. Usually they have some type of coffee and they're fiddling with some kind of recording device to try and capture the memory but failing at it. I mean, that's that's Christmas tradition right there. I always waited for my... We always had everyone's up, everyone's ready. We started opening presents. Really? Wow. Hmm. We were allowed to open one single present the night before, and adults had veto power. Veto power? Interesting. Well, like, you know, obviously, if... If the if there's like a big thing that's like the big item, like a Nintendo sixty four, for example, say, I wouldn't be allowed to open that on the night before. That'd be spoiled. Well, fair enough. But I can get like a book. But you can open it up and have no games, so it'd be perfect. A book that'd be really brutal. A book <laughs> or a movie or you know something smaller, something of you a, have chosen poorly. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's fine. No, I man, I appreciate the reference. Uh, but Bart. Of course, thinks of a way that uh, will get him around this little... Uh, Marge has also confiscated the alarm clocks, which seems crazy, but also a little bit... I think that... I feels like Marge to me as well. Like It's true. She, she could have just taken the presents and, you know, locked them in a closet, but no. She grabs the alarm clocks. Well, then it wouldn't look nice. You sure you gotta have presents around it? It looks cool. It looks better that way. That's true, but... Really, I mean, who's going to be looking at it? Like, it's it's right before bed on Christmas Eve, and she's not going to let them have it. She mothers can get up don't, at six thirty. And mothers don't think that way, Matt. It's true. Mothers are never very logical. You don't. You've never been to my parents' house. You don't haven't seen the amount of Santas my mother has. <laughs> All right, she does. That's probably I, true. She would not. You have to have the tree up. You have to have a lot of presents around. It has to be lit. It has to look really pretty. We got to get pictures of that tree. Looking and all it has nice. To cookies all day. But Bart's Bart's solution is to drink twelve glasses of water before he goes to bed. Woof, that's a lot. Wow. Yeah, that's I, a lot I, of water. I would be up within like a half hour of that. I, yeah, exactly. I'm like, Ew. I guess he's up at five, which I don't know when they go to bed. Yeah, Ten. he checks it on a watch, which I guess it's a watch that doesn't have an alarm on it. Which I mean, a weird. I, to be honest, wristwatches, I never understood how to set the alarms ever. I've been setting alarms on wristwatches since I was, like, six, so that worries me about you. Well, Matt, you're a smart guy. Really not. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not intelligent. Uh, they, uh... <laughs> Bart, after Jake's water, has a dream. A, a, a pee dream.
Go, go, go. PPP. PPP. I I don't like P dreams. P dreams are bad. I know that they're, they're always so frustrated. My P dreams are always about me trying to pee and not being able to until I get so frustrated I wake up. That's the idea. I think I think that's your yeah. brain going. Hey, <laughs> buddy, come on, well, let's get going. But yeah. Bart, it works. Bart wakes up. It's five a.m. He's excited. He goes downstairs, opens up the big present he was looking for, which is a fire truck, uh, a remote control fire truck. Which, to be fair, does look pretty cool. Well, yeah. Nothing wrong with remote control fire truck. I, I, it's I mean, an age appropriate. It's an age appropriate. Uh, it is, gift. and it shoots real water, which is great, but also gets Bart in a lot of trouble. It does get Bart in a lot of trouble because it shoots real water on what I assume is Homer's doing of an overloaded electrical outlet. Starts a fire, melts the tree and all the presents into a big green plastic disc, which is I I like the disc. It's that's one of the best parts of the episode is everything just kind of melting into a giant disc that, that immediately cools because that's how heat works apparently in I the mean, Simpsons universe. I mean it's plastic. Plastic doesn't maintain its heat for very long. Plastic is an insulator, so yes, yes it does. I mean, I put a bowl in the microwave. Yeah, I put it in for 5 minutes. A minute after it's out of there, it's cool. Depends on the type of plastic, I suppose. The tree is made out of the type of plastic that doesn't do it. Come okay, on, man. Fair enough. Come on. Obviously. Bart is sure, freak- sure. Bart is freaked out because he just ruined Christmas. <laughs> Which he did, and it really is all his fault. And he, no one else is to blame for any of this. This is all on Bart. Bart takes True, the tree. But that probably would have happened even if he hadn't gotten up early. Mm, I don't know. That water was a pretty core part. And also the he the the only thing that caught on fire was the the truck which he then drove into the tree. Yeah, I don't see anyone stop like tackling the flaming truck as it goes into the tree. He hides the tree cuz of course you have to hide the evidence, Matt. First thing you got to do. Hide the evidence under the sp- and then lie lie lie. Well, yeah, he, of course. He hides the evidence, hides the tree, the tree disc. <laughs> tree disc. Hide the tree disc under the snow. And uh, comes back in, re- realizing it's late, he needs to get back into bed. Comes in to find the family, also confronting the fact the tree is gone. Uh, and Bart explains what he saw. I don't know how to tell you this, but I came down a little early and, um, well, uh, I saw a burglar and he was, he choked, <laughs> he got all our stuff. Including the tree. <laughs> we were robbed. <gasps> How could somebody? I know. <laughs> Can we skip church? <laughs> so the family is sobbing, sad, bracing. We go to commercial. That's true. We we get a little time to process this. So uh, luckily, when we come back, uh, the police have showed up. They're doing a, a great job, you know, sectioning off the crime scene. And Bart gives a perfect description of the burglar. Now, um, what did this uh, Christmas thief look like? Well, he had a glass eye, a wooden leg, um, big scar on his cheek. Anything unusual? Hooks for hands. Um, oh, oh, he was wearing a striped convict shirt, and he was carrying a big sack with a dollar sign on it. Classic burglar. Ah, cheer up. We'll catch this guy. 
chief. Uh, what? You can't rule it out. <laughs> That's true. You can't rule it out. They might catch him. He might just roll into the police station and confess. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. I mean, it's Springfield. If he existed. <laughs> Are you saying Bart's making all this up, Matt? I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Uh, the family has decided that God hates them, uh, but you know, despite God, they're going to go to Grandpa's to cheer everyone up. Unfortunately, when they get there, well, on the way, they realize that everyone else got amazing presents. The Flanders has got a unicycle and something else. The Hibbert's got freaking. Uh, was it? Didn't one of the? Didn't they have a pony in their house? Rod and Todd were was, riding yeah. a pony. One of them was. Well, yeah, because everyone else has great gifts while the Simpsons get nothing. I mean, Our, the Hibberts all got, uh, uh, what do you call those things? Snowmobiles. Snowmobiles, thank you. They're, they all, like, everybody in the family has a snowmobile. Hey, Matt, I think this upcoming weekend is the snowmobile show here in Edmonton. So well, that's if you perfect. I mean, come, it's October. When other time do you need so a snowmobile? So you want to you come and check out some snowmobiles with me, you're welcome. Well, unfortunately, I will be somewhere in uh, the the north of the deep south, trying not to die. <laughs> it's not going to snow yet. Don't worry. We got still. Are you are you sure? Are you sure? I mean, it's October. <laughs> it's not. There's no snow outside yet. It'll be. It was not going to. It will probably be end of the month, beginning of November. It'll start snowing. I, I'm guessing. That's my bet. H- has it been cold enough to snow yet? Oh yeah. I mean, it's already snowed. It's snowed September. I'm just saying it has a. It hasn't. It hasn't. <laughs> it hasn't stuck, know, stuck around stuck. yet. It hasn't stuck to the ground yet. It will. I mean, I'm getting snow tires next Wednesday. Oh, Lord. You poor, poor thing. <laughs> they had snow boo. Everyone, it, you know, the town is kind of rubbing it in. It, it seems like God, the world, is rubbing it in the Simpsons' faces. You Pretty know, much. Making, I mean, Millhouse got a tri- tickle me crusty. Exactly. And Bart, and kind of make a Bart guilt worse in, in, along the way. Yes, because the, the Simpsons could be having. A good Christmas. Probably not as good as everyone else, apparently. But he, they could be having a, a decent Simpson-type Christmas. But unfortunately, he destroyed it all. Well, but, I mean, I think that's... I mean, I think that this that is also kind of a little bit of a callback to the original, to the Simpsons roasting on open fire, is the class differences. You know, the yeah. Simpsons are not rich. And they've kind of basically forgot about their money problems over the years. They just kind of dismissed them. <laughs> they don't use them anymore as plot. But... This kind of shows, like, the Flanders have a pony, the the, the Hibberts have snowmobiles, which are inc- very expensive, and even if they had a Christmas, Bart's biggest present was a f- fire truck. You know? He, he wasn't getting, yeah. like, a Lisa, dirt Lisa got a sweater. Homer got some sausage, which is a great gift. Don't get me wrong. Sausages are an amazing Christmas gift. I will... I'm not turning... I'm not kicking a sausage out of bed, is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's the perfect place to eat sausage, right? Is in bed? Do, is there a TV in my bedroom? Well, I would assume. I mean, where else would you have do a TV? I have, do I, mean, I have crackers? Ooh, crackers in bed. That, that's a, that's a maybe. See, thing. that's you, the... You can have sliced not, cheese. I, that's what I'm saying. I want the sliced cheese and I want the crackers. I want the whole well, combo package. Then you're going to have to get out and hang out in the living room or, or your, your uh, dining room because, unfortunately, there's just no crackers in bed. That's, that's no, bad, it, Juju. That is bad. No, what you do is lay down on the couch, hold the crackers over the edge so it just hits the living room floor. That's okay. That's, that's, that's totally acceptable. That's what dogs are for. They clean up the crackers. That is really the only thing dogs are for, is cleaning up food you drop. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I have not had to bend over to clean up food because, obviously, dog. 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 How's the, anyway. old, how's the old folks home doing, Matt? The old folks are great because the pharmaceutical rep stopped off and gave them a little Christmas cheer. 
by which I'm sure he means heavily uh, uh, painkillers, probably. This was this was what ninety seven. So this is probably right around when opioids started getting uh, or, heavily I mean, prescribed. Also, it could be like you know just you know Valium or whatever. You know, that's true. They could be in pain and just not care about it anymore. One of this, uh, a mixture. You know, I'm sure it's a nice it's a cocktail. Let's hope. Uh, so unfortunately, they the Simpsons are not able to cheer up the old folks because they're already at maximum cheer. So they go home where Kent Brockman is waiting to get a wonderful wonderful interview from them. Dateline, Kent Brockman. I'm here at the scene of the Christmas burglary, where a creature was stirring last night, and what he was stirring was up trouble. Is your husband or lover here, ma'am? No, my husband is at church. Oh, that's my girl. I love you, Marjorie. Yes, he's quite a gal. Oh, shut up. So, when you realized Christmas was ruined, how did you feel? How do you think I felt? Absolutely devastated. Absolutely devastated. The words of a heartbroken mother. For there will be no fire truck for little Bart, no sweater for little Lisa, no Cajun sausage for little Homer. So while you're home today eating your sweet, sweet holiday turkey, I hope you'll all choke just a little bit. So, yeah. Uh, Kent Brockman is a jerk. Although I'm not sure why Marge snapped at him and said, "How do you think I feel?" I, I mean, that's that seems like a, a really jerky answer. But well, you know, I mean, she's not in the best place. You know, she's I, Marge. Like I said, like I joked about my mother and her Christmas tree. I'm for certain Marge is that same way. You know, she wanted that picture perfect Christmas morning. With all the kids around the beautiful tree, and it's lit, and you have all the presents and wrapping paper, you take pictures. Now, she she was robbed of that. So she's just, she's so mad, she is going to take it out on Kent Brockman, who asks terrible questions and then He's answers a, them himself. Yeah, exactly. He's not a, who cares? It's Kent Brockman. Marge doesn't have any respect for him. That's true. No one has respect for Kent Brockman, because he's a jerk. As we found out multiple times in the past. Yeah, Exactly. But, luckily, uh, lots of people see Kent Brockman uh, being a jerk to the Simpsons and decide that they are going to give a whole bunch of money to them. Uh, let's see. Mr. Burns gives a button. Uh, Flanders gives the top of his 30-foot tree, which that's taller than his house, but sure. <laughs> All right, Clark Griswold Flanders. Uh, Mo gives the tip jar, which is actually the March of Dimes jar. And the homeless kids give all their money to Bart and Lisa, which... Of course, makes Bart incredibly uncomfortable, as it should. I, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, this is all dialing up the guilt, you know, just more and more and more. Let's draw, like, what will it take to make Bart break? Well, we'll get to that eventually. Uh, It all ends up being over $15,000, which the family decides to spend frivolously, as encouraged by the townspeople. So they go out to buy a car and somehow manage to find a car, a new car, as they explicitly state, that is only $12,000. Although Homer pays fifteen because Homer. You can get new cars for less than twelve. New car. Brand new car off the lot. There were Kias that the whole point of them was they were $9,999 new. Well, yeah, in the 90s, that's true. I guess back then, maybe you could. Nowadays, I think the cheapest cars are around 15 but still. Uh, uh, maybe, you know, for you fancy rich people who want nice luxury automobiles, it's 15. Uh-huh. For us poor people living down, you know, low on the totem pole, sometimes down you got to suffice away. for vehicles that, you know, they're not, maybe they're not new, but they are 
quote-unquote new. Well, of course, those you can definitely find for less than 12. You can find those for like $1,000, depending on who's doing the advertising. <laughs> Matt, I, uh, you were alluding, have we got to the part of the episode, you were alluding to maybe not liking this episode a lot. I'm just curious if we got to the part that set you off so badly or not, um, or we still haven't gotten there. We're yet. getting there. We're, get, we're actually uh, very close. Okay, good. I just want to make sure, I just want to keep track of this. Yeah. Uh, so at, at this point, uh, Bart is trying to suggest that maybe they should give the money to charity. Uh, of course, Bart is the guilty one. He wants to do the right thing, and he's just poked by the car salesman. Uh, they do not heed Bart's warnings. Uh, they instead purchase said car and then proceed to drive it onto a frozen river where it falls in and explodes somehow. And this is about when I stopped liking this episode quite a bit. Oh, it's like, okay. oh, come on. Is it just the Is it the Well, one, they didn't drive the car onto the river. They drove the car on ice. It started sliding and they bailed out, and it slid onto the river, and then sunk. This is this is where it starts to be. Okay, you're you're correct. But this is where I start to really not like the episode. Uh, but at this point, uh, Bart pretty much just confesses uh, to everyone, and everyone finds out. Bart, you're not burly. I couldn't sleep. What's wrong? Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah. There was no burglar. Huh. No burglar. What does he mean? What are you I accidentally burned up the tree and the presents. I'm really sorry. You little... Lisa, no! Your hands are too weak! I'm gonna kill you! No, I'm killing him first! You Kent Brockman here for a follow-up with Springfield's favorite hard luck family, the Simpsons. Folks, any words for the Christmas thief, if he's watching? Uh, yes, Kent. Uh, hello, jerk. We may never find you, and we should probably all stop looking. But one thing's for sure, you do exist. Strong words. Strong, <laughs> bewildering words. Also, we want to thank the whole town for their generosity. So, yeah, uh, Bart confesses to the family, and, uh... Unfortunately, at that moment, Santa's little helper decides to pop in and ruin Christmas yet again. He saved it once. This is him making good with that. Uh, it turns out the lights from the, uh, the, the, the the TV people have melted the snow over where Bart hid uh, the giant disc of plastic. And the whole town finds out that, no, in fact, they did not... Well, they were not robbed. Uh, Homer breaks down and confesses because that's that's the kind of person Homer is. Uh, and the whole town is horrif- horribly disgusted with the Simpsons. So we go to commercial. So you, you have a problem with the car thing, Matt? I have a problem with the car thing. And really, it's the third act that really makes me mad. The car thing, okay, all I'm right. just like... I, I laughed when the car did the thing. I, when it, I laugh when they exploded. Well, of course I, you laugh when it exploded because, oh, a car fell into a river and then it explodes. That's just weird and funny. But at that point, the Simpsons just start acting like terrible people. Everyone in Springfield starts acting like terrible people. Well, okay. So we get we get to Act 3. Come back from commercial. And, yeah, the, the town is is really angry at the Simpsons uh, because they swindled them. And we see – I don't know. This is just – to me, it's just the Springfield mob. You know, doing their thing. Yeah, they get really mad at The Simpsons, despite the fact that The Simpsons basically say, oh, our son just confessed to us that he did this. We're very sorry. And yet everyone's still well, mad. That's not, they didn't say that, though. No, but they should have. That's what gets me so mad about this. Is all they had to do is say, hey. It's Homer. I Homer's know, not smart, but, Matt. 
Martin, but Marge is standing right there. She should have corrected him. It's. It doesn't. I don't think it. Again, this is like that. It's. I. I. To me. I, that it's insubstantial. Like I don't. It doesn't matter. Like that. There's like a little technical snafu. Like that's not. I don't think that's material enough to to make the the what the mob sees is this family lied to us. I don't think the details matter. We gave them everything. We gave them fifteen thousand dollars, and they and they they betrayed us. Yeah, but that just it's not Christmas. It's it's very not Christmassy. People. No, well, yeah, it's very not. I mean, which I think is the point of this. Yeah, but, it is yeah. the point. It is. I mean, like that's the whole. That's the whole thing. Um, the house is being they're bar- basically barricaded within their own home. Uh, people are outside pelting the place with fruit. Oh, I think they're running out of tomatoes. Yeah, but they still got plenty of pumpkins. <laughs> I just I had a well, well, I really I'll, like I really I like the 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 pumpkin. It's very good. Well, somebody uh, didn't divest themselves of, of pumpkin futures this year. <laughs> yes, ex- exactly. This year. They they invested in pumpkins uh, through Christmas. Um, yeah, we, and we see the town kind of try and and, and turn the Simpsons into prize. Uh They through shame and you know through uh, mistreatment. They we have uh, Miss Hoover refused to teach Lisa. I I don't I Lisa turning around her desk to face Ralph and him calling her. What what is it? He says, "Hi, liar." I just yep. you know makes me laugh. Uh, they get a uh, a lot of hate mail, and uh, they decide they need to do what they need to do is repay the town. You'll all get yours in hell, you lying, thieving, <clears throat> blanking blankers. Sincerely, Mo. Oh, great! Now we have to send him a card. I know you're used to getting hate mail, but I'm not. There's only one way out. We've got to give this greedy town its money back. But we don't have $15,000. Unless... Aren't we forgetting something, Marge? You were down $5,200. But Mr. Trebek... I asked you before the game if you knew the rules, and you said you did. Judges? Redmond! She ain't getting the home version. <laughs> I, oh goodness, Alex Trebek. I I think that like again. I I I really I appreciate this. This is a celebrity as themselves thing that I I like quite a bit. Uh, Trebek is actually I think uh pretty funny when he gets the chance on Jeopardy, and uh, this is him just playing up that character. I like it. Yeah, I mean that's uh, we've talked about before celebrity cameos and and their. Uh complicated relationship with the Simpsons, but when they're playing themselves and it's really short and it's just a, a chance for them to, you know, make a small joke on, on who they are, that's okay. This this is that, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Jeopardy. I like to see it on the Simpsons. Um, so, you know, the Simpsons have decided, well, the only way that we're ever going to get out from under this, this burden we, that we have built for ourselves is to pay... Back to town, and and you know they kind of view it as it's very cold. Like we give them fifteen thousand dollars, and we're good again, right? Uh, so they don't have the money, and they go to Je- they go on Jeopardy, and it doesn't work. Now they have Trebek after them, mm-hmm. which is dangerous in and of itself. Uh, but they come back. Well, he's Canadian, so you know the world's greatest assassins have always been Canadian. Is that a cold hard fact? It is. I mean, you've got Deadpool, you've got Wolverine, you've got uh, Sabretooth. Uh, 
pretty sure uh what's that one guy's name who's a copy of Deadpool um you're just you're just listing Weapon X man I don't like is yeah is exactly what, uh, okay the, well, the weapon the weapon something program was uh, a Canadian program right so you know I don't I I think it was in Canada I don't know if it was like officially sponsored by the Canadian government uh, Department H come on man but I mean what I'm saying is Department H Maybe like there was a part of it that was having doing that stuff without per- permission from the uppers. Like Maybe. I don't think they weren't they like they 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 were not they don't I don't think that if you ask the, like the Canadian government like if they knew the prime minister didn't know about Wolverine. Well, you're probably right. You know, it's like secret, secret stuff. It's double secret, double super duper secret. Super, this, okay, we're, we're we're talking about Weapon X. Uh, the the, the Simpsons come back and uh, they're they're sad. They kind of resigned to their fate. They're just gonna be kind of uh, outcasts from now on. But uh, a truly wonderful thing has happened. A Christmas miracle has happened when they return. I guess you better get used to being pariahs. There's no shame in being a pariah. Oh, no, there's that angry mob again. Hey, look who's here, everybody. Oh, hi. Oh, my. They've forgiven us. It's a miracle. You know, deep down, people are pretty great. Hey, wait a minute. They're taking our stuff. Good Lord. You're heading for the medicine cabinet. I've already been there. (gasps) What the hell's going on? Well, we hated being mad at you, Homer, so we decided to make things right. Consider your debt repaid, neighbor. And then some. So? So sad. this this the town is riding the ship. There is a good thing, Matt. The mob did a good thing this time, right? Um, no, because even if you're mad at somebody, it's not right to steal from them. I mean, they're not, they might have they're not a... stealing. They're just taking payment. Yeah, but they they donated that money. They, they so they they're not owed a payment. They're they're just being jerks. I mean, they were Every, they donated the money under under spurious circumstances. If I tell yeah, you, you I'm sick, and then you go make me money, and then I say later, no, I wasn't actually sick. I just wanted money. I don't think that's not necessarily a tr- the same thing as if I was. True, but generally, then you're allowed to sue somebody, and you know, there's kind of course. I mean, you can't just take yes. their stuff. You know how the co- the normal course of law in Springfield works. It's always yes. Let's follow the normal operating procedures. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I don't. I this doesn't this doesn't upset me whatsoever. I think this is I think this is like a very this is a very Simpsons thing to happen. It's a very Springfieldian thing to happen where the town needs to again, I I come back to like the the town itself needs a certain status quo, a certain equilibrium, and the Simpsons have upset it. And they have to they have to write the ship, so they take it, their oven or whatever. I guess so. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. I thought it was. I. I don't know. It's not. It like holiday episodes already kind of operate. Feel like they operate on their own rule set to me. You know, obviously Trials of Horror, right? But 
all the other ones, any other episode that takes place during a holiday, I always go, it, you know, like when you're watching a Christmas movie, there's always a certain like standard of magic floating around, right? There's always a certain amount of goodwill that will make things right. And, and this, I feel like every holiday episode, even the ones that aren't Christmas, you know, Barbara's Thanksgiving and there's, you know, all the myriad of others that they've done throughout the years all operate on a little bit of a, like a little bit of a skewed parallel track to the normal Simpsons rules. And I don't know. I just, I don't enter in the mindset where, oh, they, this is mean. I go, well, I mean, there's, there's Grinches in Christmas stories and Grinches are extraordinarily mean and they don't operate. They're not mean for any real reason. Right. There's no, no reason I mean, the Grinch is mean other than his heart is too small, but then it gets better. And that's kind of what, I mean, it's not the, I, again, that's, the, that's what happens here, huh? The, 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 the Simpsons heart grows, the town's heart grows. I think the Simpsons hearts grows because they realize they don't need all that stuff. They don't need an oven. <laughs> yeah. They took some pretty, or pills. They don't need any pills, you know, medication. That's not something you need. I, I have, do have a question. What were all those pills? Krusty had like twenty pill bottles. Well, the average American probably has two or three prescriptions now, and you got to figure Homer has all kinds I, of medical I, conditions. I know, but that was ninety. It was ninety-seven. This is not like over-medicated America. Ninety-seven. We are just starting. Homer's a special case. Well, oh, it could be I just see. expired. A whole bunch of expired I, antibiotics. I'm thinking. I'm thinking some of that stuff was perhaps illicit, Matt. Maybe you know you Maybe, know March. I, she's always getting pills. I'm not saying it's March either. Mm-hmm. I Homer all the way. I don't know. They uh, so the the Simpsons are left in the house with nothing basically, uh, and Marge tries to remind them of what Christmas is actually about. I know this has been a stressful holiday, but in a way, having nothing reminds us how lucky we really are. What? We still have each other. And isn't that the best gift of all? But we would have had each other anyway. Yeah, plus lots of other stuff. Maybe so, but there's one thing they forgot to take away from us. This washcloth. Hey, that's my washcloth. The hell it is! Stop this madness! It's just a washcloth! Besides, it's mine. Yoink! And that's how the episode ends with them uh, uh, trying to get a washcloth from each other. Okay, Matt, I, 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 uh, your last final note in our recap uh, summary. That's how it ends. Seriously. Yep. Because the You're... Simpsons now have nothing to their name. No, they don't even have an oven to cook food. They don't have any of their pills. All of their possessions are gone. That's how the episode ends. Do you take this ending seriously? Did you expect the next episode for them to have nothing in their house? No, but I don't know. It just feels like there's no resolution whatsoever. It's the town just like, yeah, you took from us. We're going to take from you. But it's like, but that is you took resolution. way more than the Simpsons. You gave the no, Simpsons. I, like, their stuff was I, worth way more than 15 grand. I, I don't, Matt. I don't think the sailboat painting or the old couch is worth. There's nothing in that. that everything in that house is less than fifteen thousand dollars combined. They they are arguing I don't know about that, that. I don't. I don't like all that stuff is used and old. It's not like they have like priceless like rarities. Like what are you what are you going to auction off Homer's Grammy? He'll get like what fifty bucks. 
No, but the oven probably is worth a couple hundred bucks. I'm sure they took both washing machines and their television. Yeah, you're right. It's probably not worth 15 grand. <laughs> unless, unless they go through Homer's safe deposit closet. Yeah, exactly. I just, like, I don't, I, I don't blame, like, in this case, it's just, it feels very much like that is a cold, hard logic to the mob. Like, the Springfield mob is like, well, we gave them this much money. We were cheated. We're going to take that exactly that much back. Actually, in my estimation, less, honestly. But it just feels like a very cold, hard, like, it'll make things even, and then we can be friends again. Like, is that good? No, it's not good. Uh, is it fair? Eh, maybe? Kind of? Not really. But it's the how the mob works in a lot of ways. I don't know. It's I mean, There is a certain kind of anti-Christmas movie ending to this. You know, where they really they have nothing and they're fighting over a washcloth and it's really silly. But I can still kind of get to the that the same like, well they but the characters are playing it for real at that that last little bit, you know? Homer and Marge and Lisa and Bart, when they're chasing after the washcloth, that's like those the, the all the, the voice actors they do a great job, I think, of selling me of that that one little tiny joyous moment of them enjoying each other's company. And ultimately, like, that's all I care about. Like, yeah, it's silly, but it's like, it's like Christmas movies. Are Christmas movies real? No. They're all, they're all fake. They're all, like, they're all nonsense. So I, that's kind of where I'm at when I look at, watch this episode. I just go, oh, it's nonsense. And I mean, it has, like, a lot of the same stuff we all, we talk about in, you know, the classic years episodes where it has, like, uh, you know, it's this kind of, it's kind of like where they have a very kind of it's generally a mixture of kind of like callous humor mixed with cathartic genuine happiness family emotion and that's that yeah, and that's but that doesn't really feel like the simpsons though is, is what i'm going for that's just weird it's it's not the same aesthetic that I, i'm used to in this episode which is probably why it jars me so it becomes more of the simpson family aesthetic as time goes on but it's not something i was used to after you know eight seasons of you know mostly good stuff i don't I, like i like i don't think it's perfect like i still think there is a bit of the kind of the meanness that we kind of see in every a lot of interactions in the scully years with a lot yeah, of the episodes, but I don't think it's so bad. Like it, it, it still like, I, I just see that in the, like, I don't necessarily like put that on all episodes and look for it and point it out specifically. Cause sometimes golden year episodes have meanness in them. And I just go, Oh, it works in that episode. In this episode, I think it is kind of a counterpoint to the general Christmas cheer that you get in holiday movies. And it still ends with that family happy with each other, and there's no reason like for them not to, like uh, the if when they trumpet, hey, we don't need our things to to love each other. I still agree with that that sentiment in general. And yes, they don't have an oven, but I don't. The next episode, they have an oven again. I don't know what to say. Like it doesn't I know, bother. Me. I know. I I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I I expected coming into this episode to not like it. To go like like the last episode was, but I I I genuinely liked it. I I laughed multiple times. I think it's cohesive. Like I feel like the plot moves from A to B to C, and it kind of a pretty uh, even pace. Uh, I I feel like it hits a lot of points that from like the original 
Christmas episode of The Simpsons. And it certainly, I don't think it's perfect, but I think it is, it's, it's, it's good. You know, it's a solid, like, it's a B or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all your points totally make sense. I, I can't deny that. It's just, I don't know what it is about this episode. I just, I, I feel like the characters are acting like themselves. They're doing logical things for the most part. Just something about it I don't like. But, you know, I, I have no nothing to back it up as a gut feeling. And that's worth nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not necessarily, I mean, you can just not like a thing. Maybe you just need to figure out what what, what it is exactly, Matt. I was hoping you would do that, but apparently you failed I, me, Robbie. Well, uh, well what if, I like a thing. I'm very sorry. Yeah, I could. You, you want me to like? I don't. I, I think it's. I want you to watch like, it until you hate it, and then tell me why. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass. Can I? I'll pass. Fine. Pass. Pass on that. Uh, we can. Uh, that, that's the episode. Uh, we will rank it at the end of the show. We move on. Uh, no submissions t- for my favorite episode. If you have a favorite episode, submit it to SimpsonsToPod at g- gmail.com, explaining why a certain episode is your favorite, and I'll read it on air when we get there. Next up, Matt, we can go to comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I'll comb through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group, see what people were talking about a week or two after an episode debuted, see what they thought of the episode. This episode, a lot of people agree with you, Matt. Uh, There's more just than something more, weird about it. it. I mean, they were, I, they were not uh, subtle in the, in their opinion. They <laughs> a lot of people hated capital hate it it and and there was one one wor- worst episode ever in the Ugh. in the in there. So I I get and they they weren't not everyone gave like concrete reasons either. I I don't know. I I don't I I don't know. Like there were some people who liked it. But a lot of people absolutely hated it, like F's and D's with the... Wow, affo- okay, I wouldn't go that far. I would still give it a solid C or C+. Plus. They, were, as- they were capital angry with this episode, I, which, I don't know, I felt it was pretty consistent overall, but I, I'm not going to argue with people from 1997. Um, Could they, were they even really people back then? They, they didn't know the things we know now. They didn't have the technology we have now. I was twelve. I I I wasn't engaging in uh internet arguments yet. I was too busy playing muds <laughs> at two dollars an hour. Uh, uh, there is an interesting fact I found. Uh, it the the episode uh re aired on Christmas Day four days later, which was the fastest turnaround between its uh, episode's original showing and the repeat. Wow. The previous record was six days. By what episode, Matt? Can you guess? Um, Simpsons roasted on an open fire. You're correct. You're correct. Oh, look at that. Yeah, some. It's some like you nice telegraphed th- it when you. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's almost yeah. It's almost like I us talking about Simpsons roasted on an open fire a million times. Yeah, it meant something. Uh, but that's you know, there's a lot of a lot of angry, a lot of hate. Uh, just I'm just telling those guys this. You guys need this is season nine. You need to buckle up. Really interested to see how people think about the next few seasons. Yeah, there. I don't think it's going to be friendly. Probably not. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, does the Looney Tunes style of violence work on The Simpsons? Cartoon violence of that ilk, does it work? Does it not work? 
What are your thoughts? Lots of really smart answers. Uh, like I've said a million times, our listeners are the best people on earth and are very smart. Well, that's definitely true. Yeah, and we, I really, I appreciate uh, all the people who took the time to answer. Uh, first from David, one of the best scenes ever is the rakes. Another is the Springfield Gorge. Without Looney Tunes, you probably wouldn't have either of those scenes, all a matter of context. Uh, from Jacob, it's the Looney Tunes style violence that keeps the Simpsons true to what it is, first and foremost, a cartoon. These little bits of cartoon goofiness along with the trails of horror sketches allowed and still allow the writers to have a little fun. Uh, from D, I don't really care for it, no. Any Looney Tunes style stuff like that ruins the show. Homer spinning margarine hair when they're dancing and the one where they fought with motorcycles was awful. I'm not going not gonna <laughs> to well, disagree. that was awful for other uh, reasons, uh, I feel. I'm not going to disagree with you at all, that's true. Uh, from Gaspar, I think they always had cartoon violence. At times, it was Looney Tunes levels, like Homer going to the gorge. Homer was gruesomely animated, but even then, he still survived the fall twice. After they asked place in a hospital that next to a guy who jumped and fell into a tank with a shark, eels, piranhas, and a lion. If that isn't Looney Tunes, I don't know what is. Uh, from John, depends on the context. The aforementioned Gorge is more akin to Looney Tunes, while the snake Homer fighting the car is more like the Chicken vs. Peter from Ch- Family Guy. One is a classic, the other one is odd and out of place. Uh, here, here, Quinn, John. <laughs> I think it has its place. I mean, the famous Gorge scene is probably well-loved in Simpsons history, but I didn't enjoy it because it's too outrageous. However, I make space for the violence, definitely. Well, obviously, considering it's still one of my favorite shows, when the episode is rooted in some real-life emotions, like Homer showing his love for Bart and sacrificing himself. Uh, one of my favorite violent scenes was from a new episode when Marge closed her adjustable bed and blood spilled. Initially, I was grossed out. Then Homer came into the scene and cried, all oh, my juice box. Uh, great subversion of exp- expectations. Uh, Thomas, I know it's kind of the point of the Trials of Horror something, but I kind of prefer it to the to the grosser, more gr- more violent graphic comedy they began doing in the teen seasons. This feels mean-spirited. Uh, Looney Tunes, however, fits because it's silly without being cruel to characters. Like everyone else has said, it's a cartoon and deserves moments of levity once in a while. Uh, Cody, yes, but with little exception, my rule is only in itchy and scratchy, trails of horror, and established dream sequences. Uh, Austin, yes, consequence-free violence is part of cartoons in general. How many times did Homer fall down that cliff? Uh, David, if Bart spins himself into a, tor- into a tornado, there better be a darn good reason, or at least a darn good joke. Uh, Alistair, trampoline episode for sure. Ever, ever again? Mm, no. Uh, Jack at Jack TB04. Yes, as long as ep- the whole episode is la- is like that. Like you said, the last episode just kept switching too serious to crazy. Uh, Rachel at Matt comma R. Any Wiley Coyote type references in The Simpsons? In- the Simpsons incorporate sure work for me. Uh, Bart the Daredevil, Homer Alone, uh, Spoopy Lapis at Sam Lapis. Uh, the reality: some episodes make it work, but it really depends on the episode at hand. More serious episodes are better grounded. Uh, Izzy at Izzy Steak Fries. I don't mind it as long as both A and B plots are both using the wacky comedy seamlessly. The whole episode, examples: Family Guy or American Dad. Uh, Russ at R.P. Jenkins enjoyed it in Nightmare and Evergood Terrace and as noted above, okay with it being consistent through an episode, but don't want different tones. Uh, midnight at Midnight on the Third Day. Yes, but only in the ironic parodying way, like Homer pushing trampoline off the cliff. Uh, and finally from Tom at, at, at Egg Kitten. Yes, within uh, Itchy and Scratchy, but Simpsons is cerebral humor, not corporal. Conflict is usually interpersonal, not intra, i.e. Hunter vs. Rabbit. So a lot of good answers, a lot of different viewpoints. I do appreciate them all. Matt, what is your answer? I I kind of agree with uh, several of our listeners. It, it's okay in certain situations, uh, especially when it's it's obviously parodying something that has happened in Looney Tunes, and it has to be very self aware. It can't just be weird, like the the snake versus Homer fight in Realty Bites. That's just odd at best. Versus like the trampoline bit that everyone mentioned. That is obviously parodying a Wile E. Coyote bit, and and just kind of works and. It really, it comes down to it has to fit the tone of the episode, and it kind of does in Bart the Daredevil, or uh, what, no, what was the trampoline episode? Which one was that one? Bart's at a child. 
Bart's inner child. That's right. It really fits that because that episode is kind of uh, crazy in that particular way. Uh, as long as it matches the tone of the episode, or if they can find a good homage. But if it's just wacky violence for wacky violence's take, eh? It, it just like uh, somebody said. I can't remember. Uh, who, but they were like, The Simpsons, most of their comedy comes from a few everyday, real wacky situations that people could find themselves in more so than crazy and out there uh, situations. I mean, they make fun of those kind of things constantly, but when they dip into it themselves, it's hypocritical enough that it's just not as funny as it would be in actual Looney Tunes. Yeah, I, I think, like, as long as the episode that the 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 aforementioned violence is taking place in is silly, I think it works fine, and I think context is key. Like a lot, all so many people mentioning Bart the Daredevil and Homer falling off that cliff. I Bart the Daredevil starts off with Lance Murdoch going in over, you know, f- flying over that the the pit of water with all the animals in it, and then falling in and getting severely hurt, but not dying. And, you know, Bart visits in the hospital and Lance is like, encourages Bart to be a daredevil, which is, you know, counter to what, you know, our expectations are at first. So when Homer falls down that cliff, it's the, the kind of the rule set of that episode has already long been established that Lance Murdoch falling into that pit with all those deadly animals probably should have died, but he didn't. So basically, like, as long as you establish, hey, death is not really possible in this, it's basically consequence free violence, really. You know, and like no one expects Bart to jump the the, the gorge into in, or to actually die. Like that's it's just not in our set of expectations for the episode. And I think any episode that engages in that stuff has to set those boundaries very carefully. And like it seems like a very silly thing, and everyone and, and I think people use it a, a lot of the time. People are like, "It's a cartoon. You're allowed to." I mean, BoJack Horseman is also a cartoon, and if they started doing like people falling down gorges a few times, I would, it would be specious. I would be a little concerned about it. You know, there every, it's not just like, Hey, it's animated. So it has a certain different set of rules. I think every single animated show or like King of the Hill, for example, which is even, we've been watching it for our, for, for the Patreon. And like, that is a very super realistic show. And if there's ever violence in it, it is portrayed as real violence. And the Simpsons, I mean, it's a reason it's so good is because it has this variability where you could have an episode like Bartha Daredevil or the rake scene in Cape Fear, which I think we even talked about when we did Cape Fear, is that Cape Fear and like why it's number one, like was number one on our list for so, so long is because it was able to balance this like this this balancing act between like thriller of Sideshow Bob chasing down Bart versus like this really like slapstick silliness of like the elephants and the rakes like of of Sideshow Bob being this Looney Tunes character and that's like that's why that episode so masterful is because it really balances that tone so well so context yep that's what it all comes down to next week's question uh i got an email from uh, from James uh and he asked me a question about recasting Phil Hartman and I thought it was a really interesting question. And uh, so that's our question for this week, and I'll answer it next week. And the question is, would you recast Phil Hartman? And if you did, if you would, who would it be? Who would be Lionel Hutz and Troy McClure? And, the, I mean, this could be at any point. You know, I mean, honestly, you know, he after he passes, you don't need to, like, replace him immediately or something. But an appropriate amount of time passes, or, hell, this season. If you If you could, would you? And if you would, who would it be? Post this question on all our social media. 
facebook.com slash the Simpsons Show Pod, Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Follow us, like us, all those places. Next up, Matt, you know what time it is. Oh, yes, I do. It's the time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. That still makes me laugh sometimes. I, I heard, <laughs> we've heard it so many times that I still laugh at it. Uh, the new Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. Uh, we have a wager for this season. Whoever loses must record themselves uh, performing a trace of horse skit that they wrote. Matt, start us off. Give me an easy question. All right, sir. Your easy question for today. In Duffless, what group does Homer get kicked out of? Uh, AA. You are correct. All right, Matt. Your easy question, all your questions, actually, Uh come from Crepes of Wrath. You really love those season one episodes, don't you? I I don't really pick, I don't like specific, I just go like, I look at episodes and I go, hmm, that one looks, I like that one. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that tastes, that that feels right this week. Uh, your your first question, Caesar and Ugalan mix what with their wine? Antifreeze. That is correct. All right, sir, your medium question. In Duffless, why does Homer get kicked out of AA? Hmm. Isn't it they're disgusted by him because of he describes his drinking habits? Is that your final answer? Yeah. I'm sorry. That is incorrect. Uh, what is it? They are disgusted because he uh, broke into the football stadium to eat the dirt under the bleacher. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Matt, your, your medium question. What is Albania's main ex- export, according to Lisa? Uh, fierce political thought. Is that your final answer? Yes. All right, you tell me what you think when I tell you that the the truth the, the truthful answer to this, Matt. The actual answer okay. is furious political thought. Oh. I mean, those things are are pretty darn close. I would think maybe we should put it I, to the listeners. I'll give you. How about this? I'll give you a half. I'll give you half. So one point. Yeah, I'll give you a point. Hmm. I feel like it should be both points, but uh, I guess it is I, up it, to you. It's a, I. I. That's me being generous. I could easily say I want all three. I mean, I know, all three, I the know. words she says are furious political thought. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm being nice. I'll, t- I'll take the one point. I'm being nice. What's my hard question? All right, sir. Your hard question. What are Bart and Lisa's original science projects in Duffless? Oh. God. <laughs> um, originally, Lisa's is the big giant tomato, and Bart's is hmm. What is Bart's? Something just throws together the like the last second. Um, something with a potato. That's all I got. Say your final answer. Okay. Sure. Uh, I'm sorry. You're incorrect. You were correct about Lisa, so I will give you one point. Uh, however, Bart's is the effects of cigarette smoking on dogs. Oh, God. Really, Bart? Hmm. Yeah. That's very concerning. Okay. Yeah. My hard question, Matt, which I will be very impressed with you if you get this right. Oh, boy. Bart and Ugolan cycle past four famous paintings on the way to the Chateau in France. <laughs> <laughs> Name any of them. Any of them? Um... Name a single one of them, and I'll give you the points. All right. Um, I need. I need go the full with title. Grand Jeté. That's the only one I, I can think of that might be there. I'm sorry. Aww. 
We have Bassin Och. Uh, this is my terrible French, by the way. I apologize in advance. Bassin Och Namfe by Claude Monet. Champ de Blé Och Gourbeau by Vincent van Gogh. Les Rives by Henri Rousseau. And Dugene sur les Herbes. Les Herbes. Le Herbe by Edouard Manet. It's a very hard question, man. I make no bones about it. Well, I mean, they're very famous authors, or authors, artists, but it's just, they're lesser known paintings. They're very pretty. They are. Uh, I have some bonus questions for you, though. You're supposed to say, wee! Sorry, sorry. Wee! There you go. There you go. This is from John. They're all, from, they're all about Professor Frank. Isn't that exciting? Professor Frank. Oh, very exciting. It makes you laugh. It makes you think. <laughs> Sometimes. All right. Uh, what was the first episode Professor Frank appeared in? Appeared in. Uh, Homer Defined. Old Money is the correct answer. Old Money. What was He's making an okay. appeal for money for from Grandpa. Oh, that's his... right. For his death ray. Because it's pleasant. It's kind of warm. Yeah. What was the full name of the autodialer that Professor Frank invented? Uh, Frankatron 6000? AT5000 autodialer. Oh, wow. Okay. I was way off. Never mind. Who was the second known owner of the AT5000 autodialer between Professor Frank and Homer? Snake. Jimmy the Scumbag is the correct oh, answer. Oh, man. <sighs> what does Professor Frank say the nerd acronym stands for? The nerd acronym? Nerd. N-E-R-D. What, are the, what does it stand for? I have no idea. <laughs> Not even remotely dorky. Oh, yes. That does ring a sh- tiny bell. I have no idea what would do an episode that's from. Huh. I, I don't either. In your final question, in 22 short films about Springfield, precisely what is the name of Professor Frank's short film, which we found in the title card he's holding at the end of the episode? Uh, Professor Frank's Frabtrabulous Frabtraption? The tomfoolery of Professor John Frank. Oh, of course. Matt, uh, that's you didn't get any of them. No, I didn't. I, I'm having, uh, having is, an off day. Are you okay? Is something wrong? Uh, I'm very tired. Uh, you're that very tired. Okay, that's 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 a good reason. Uh, but that's that's it for this week. We can move on to our final segment. Segment we end every single episode with. It is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically, so we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. So, all right, let's. I'm putting on my gloves, Matt. I'm taping up my fists. Putting on my gloves. We're about to have a fight over Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. Where would you put it? Honestly, you have you have redeemed the episode slightly in my eyes because you basically pointed out to me that this episode has everything that we look for in a good Simpsons episode, and I don't know why. I'm just not a big fan of it, but I'm willing to you know overlook my gut decision, which would have had several episodes higher. I'm looking. Let's see. We have any other Christmas episodes? We have. I was. I just. I was just looking. And I think this is a good start. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's like super high or anything. It might even crack the top hundred. I. I think it's a. It's a solid, good Simpsons episode. Um. You know, there's like on the low end of the side is Bart vs Thanksgiving, which is at one fifty four. That's where I was uh, looking, but I. I, I think okay. it is better than that. It, it's objectively better than that. I think it is. I think it is better than than Bart vs Thanksgiving. I, I think that it's funnier. In, like that's really my main. I think they right. hit kind of the same emotional beats. Honestly, I mean, th- there's a lot of episodes that play on Bart doing something wrong and then him feeling guilty about it. That I feel like it 
there is a lot of humor in this episode that I, I like a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking up around uh, our recent episode, Lisa the Skeptic. Uh, as weird as it sounds, I think this episode actually is better than Lisa the Skeptic. And that's uh, up at 125. Hmm. Where is where where is Whacking Day on our list? One hundred three. Whacking. Uh, I don't Day think this of... this is as good as Whacking Day. Uh, we might we might have to have a knockdown drag out about that. It, no, I, I don't it, think it, I don't think it's better than Whacking Day. I was just thinking of Whew, Whacking okay. Day because of the it. You know, they it's a holiday episode, right? You know, celebrating Whacking Day. Of course. <laughs> um, Lisa the skeptic. I think it is better than. I think you're right. I think I. How about putting it right above Lisa the skeptic? I'm definitely okay with that because right above Lisa the Skeptic was what was it? Flaming, uh, Flaming, Flaming Moe's. Moe's. I think this is is right around Flaming Moe's. It's got some good humor. It's you know it, it has the solid emotional core we're supposed to have. It just ends on a really weird note that I, I'm not a big fan of. It's really the only reason I can point to that I don't like it is the ending is just so abrupt. I think we are. Do you know what the Mendoza line is, Matt? Uh, I you will have to. Tell Remind me your you? version of the Mendoza line. Okay, I don't know. I well, that's now you're raising questions to me. Now that there might be more than one version, the Mendoza line is a is a baseball term. Uh, for a long time, basically, you know, there, you know, you have to b- baseball teams have to consider who they keep on their big league teams versus who they send down to the minor leagues. Ah, and of course. I don't think this is applicable anymore. Baseball has moved past this as a kind of a litmus test at all, but. Men, there's a, a baseball player, last name of Mendoza, who batted 200. His batting average was 200. And mm-hmm. basically, for a long time, basically, if you were above the Mendoza line, meaning batting over 200, you're in the big leagues. Huh. And if you bat below 200, you're probably going to sit down in the minors. Uh, th- that is, baseball doesn't go by that anymore. Statistics has changed baseball forever. But I think Flaming Moe's is our Mendoza line. I think yeah, that's where yeah. I think we're seeing. I think we're seeing that's like the hard line of like good, like like definitely recommend great Simpsons episodes versus, versus somewhat ones questionable, like or good or start having problems, like start things we start nitpicking here and there. Yeah, I mean, right uh, beneath Lisa the skeptic is fear of flying, which good has some problems. Bart's friend falls in love again, good, but not not classic. I don't know. I think there's like. Simply, uh, there's episodes below uh, Flame and Moe's that definitely are still probably are considered classics. But I think us rewatching them and being nitpicky nerds, we picked things that we thought were you know that we still remember fondly, like very specific moments. But overall, maybe the episode didn't live up to our expectations as they once did. But Miracle on Evergreen Terrace is number one twenty five on our list. Number one on our list is still Homer's Enemy. And last on our list at number 177 is Homer's Odyssey. Uh, you can find this list on our website, thesimpsonshow.com. Find links to everything there, to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our assist feed, links to every episode downloadable and streaming, uh, links to our Patreon if you want to help the show out, keep the lights on, keep the show ad-free, give us a couple dollars. We'd definitely appreciate that. Along we'll get a, some bonus content. You get a lot of uh, bonus content. We are slaving yeah, away on bonus content we, we every do, week. We do a lot of stuff every week. We put out more stuff. Um... Our next episode, I don't is all singing, all dancing. I don't think we're gonna do all singing, all dancing. No, it's it's a clip show. Uh, yeah, it's, it's maybe maybe we'll comment on it or something. I don't. I I, uh, I think it's here. Here's our comment on it. It's basically a clip show. I uh, you know I appreciate them talking about music, western musicals. But that'll be our next that, bonus episode. We will sing yeah, along yeah. to all singing. Uh, all yeah, dancing. it's. I mean, I like 
I like all the singing and the dancing of the Simpsons, but I'm not, we're, there's not much to analyze there. There's not much to dig into. Uh, so we'll be skipping that, and our, so our next episode will be Bart Carney, which I remember fondly, maybe just because Jim Varney's in it. Yeah, yeah, I have, I have good memories as well. Hopefully, hopefully they are true good memories. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that next week's, in next week's episode. I think that'll do it for us this week. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. Please check out my other podcasts. The Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. Serial Finesse. It's about lots of different cool, nerdy stuff. I, I think it's a good show. I really enjoy doing it. Uh, you can also subscribe to my newsletter. I write every single week about nerdy stuff. Make recommendations for cool stuff you should check out. Tinyletter.com slash Robbie Dorman. You can also read the archive without ever subscribing and see if you like it. Matt does not participate in social media. There's a certain level of Patreon backer. You will not find him. That's true. This weekend, I have decided I will go out into the wilderness to search for Bigfoot or uh, Quijibos, as uh, occasionally they are called. Uh, so, you know, just uh, give me smoke signals. That, that's, that's the only way you'll be able to communicate with me this weekend. And I will smoke signal back. Hopefully, I don't start any fires. But luckily, I'm pretty good about that. At least better than people of Northern California, unfortunately. Was it Actually, human? They... I don't think that. You know, I, don't I was going to ask. I, I don't know this, don't... this one yet. I don't Too think many of them ever... have been. I don't think they trace – I mean, people should be careful when – yeah, they don't put burn and fire warnings out for nothing. But I don't think they've actually narrowed it down to being definitely caused by humans yet. It's just the conditions are, like, absolutely the worst. I think I think it's finally being contained as far as I can tell from the news and stuff. I follow multiple people who live in the area online and they're like, yeah, it's at least it, – we're worry, less worried than we were. So that's good. That is Matt's very still, good. Matt, Matt is still a monster. I mean, I Regardless. look a lot like a Quijibo. Exactly. Matt is the Quichipo. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this episode. Shh.